Hey everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I have missed you guys, man. It's been a while since we have recorded a solo podcast together and I also know that I missed out on the full moon. With today's podcast, we are going to talk about the moon in general, the foundations of the moon and how each of our moon signs affect us today. And it's really going to be a really good astrology discussion for today's podcast. But before we really get into that, first, I just want to give you guys a little bit of an update on what's been going on in my life, because I know I usually post a solo podcast once a month. I recently went on a trip to Tennessee and it was a lot of fun. I got to spend more time with my dad, which was great. And I really got to understand a little bit of the Southern culture and the South. Cause I went to Tennessee. I went to Gatlinburg. It was really cool being around the Smoky Mountains, which, which was a really coolest, really cool sight to see. You got to see like the smoke of the Smoky Mountains at night, which was cool. And even during like sunset, which was really cool. The culture overall was definitely, it was just kind of just all over the place. Like you had a mixture of your friendly people. You also have a mixture of the old school traditional Christianity where my sister, because she is not technically married, but she does have a kid already. So a lot of people gave her some like snobby looks because it's like why do you have a kid before you're married so there was a mixture of that down south and there was also a mixture of just a lot of friendliness it was just a really interesting vibe and there's a weird mix when it comes to the south um but i will say though 10 out of 10 best recommendation if you guys are ever going to gatlinburg tennessee pigeon forge tennessee it's about probably like 40 minutes from knoxville so it's like the first like big city when you cross tennessee if you're going down route 81 the moonshine tasting five bucks for 10 shots and the wine tasting is completely free and they give you eight shots of wine so not only for 10 bucks because there's like three or four so pretty much 20 bucks can get you 40 shots of moonshine if you really want. So the deals were really cool. Weird mix, but it was definitely a really good vibe and a really good change of pace for me because I definitely needed it just because, especially around here in the East Coast, it's very like go, go, go and and uh, always taking on the next challenge or the next thing. So to really slow down and enjoy the mountains and enjoy Gatlinburg and enjoy Pigeon Forge. It definitely was really cool and something different, which I 10 out of 10 recommend for you guys. Just continuing with this podcast, like I mentioned, we're going to talk into the moon and all that fun stuff as well. But I wanted to start this podcast because during the vacation that I was on, a couple of people actually messaged to me just acknowledging like, hey, like I'm, I'm proud of your work and what you're doing. 
Shout out to Blue Coral Health Wellness. It's a company in Sarasota, Florida. Um, their founder, Carrie Peppas, um, she just gave me a shout out on social media. Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. We're going to stay connected and uh, continue to do your hard work. Like, this is why I, I do the podcast, you know, like I really do not know or ever know who is actually listening. So the fact that we got people from Sarasota, Florida, and I know someone else also emailed me from from, I believe, like Greece around there. They were talking about how like my astrology talk has been really cool and um, they want me to do more when it comes to astrology. So shout out to you guys that are listening wherever you are listening throughout the globe. I appreciate you and I appreciate the support. Like always, guys, just if you know someone that's interested in spirituality and wants to help improve themselves, just send them on over to the podcast. Hopefully you guys are learning something new throughout each time. But without further ado, let's get on with today's topics for today because it's going to be a lot. So this podcast is going to be broken down into three parts So the first part, we're really going to give a really deep dive on the moon sign. So for your astrology chart, if you guys have listened to many of my interviews, I I usually always talk about the moon because the moon is such an important sign in our astrology charts. And the reason why I say that is because, well, if you look at the moon in general, the moon is bright at night and it's constantly in rotation. So it's always affecting us in some shape or form. So the moon is ruled by cancer. So if you think of cancers overall, what is, what is a cancer? Cancer, the zodiac, based off of zodiac signs, cancers are that maternal instinct, that instinct to really just feel other people's energy and help people's energy. These are where your caretakers are. Like I said, cancer is the universal mother sign. So this is the energy that is ruled by the moon. So the moon is like the mother of the zodiac signs or the mother planet of every of all the other planets, if you get what I'm saying. It's like the mother where it's constantly in rotation. It's hitting each planet. It's making sure each planet is okay and safe. Like that is pretty much what cancer energy is. It's fueled by the moon. So the moon, it changes every two and a half days and it takes 28 days to go through all the zodiac signs. So that is why once a month we always mention, oh, there's a full moon in this. There's a full moon in that. If you guys have been tuning into the podcast, I always do like a full moon podcast at least once a month. I apologize for not doing it this month because it is in Capricorn, which is my moon. So I should have easily have done it. So I apologize. But that is why we once a month, it's always something different. That's the full moon because the moon is constantly changing every two and a half days. And like I said, it takes 28 days to go through the zodiac signs. So before I really get into a deep analysis of how each moon sign, how the moon affects each zodiac sign and pretty much like it's in your natal chart. So if you guys are ever curious to learn to learn more cafe astrology, you can Google that free natal chart and you can check out what your moon sign is. So it's really cool. But the moon in astrology. Again, it represents because since it's cancer energy, it's one's nurturing and emotional instinct and also the unconscious mind and emotions. So this is how you process things unconsciously. 
So for people that do not know what unconscious is versus conscience, conscience, consciousness is like thoughts and stuff where we are aware of what's going on. The unconscious, unconsciousness, sorry guys, I'm stuttering with these words. The unconsciousness is we process things without actually being aware that we are processing things. So this is all of the information and this is how we process things when we are not aware. So not only is this rule emotions, but this also rules our unconscious mind. So the moon plays a huge part in our thinking and how we react to things emotionally and how we process our emotions. That is why I keep saying and emphasizing that the moon in our charts is one of the most important parts of our charts that we should be able to recognize and identify. I put this right around with the Chiron effect, the Chiron part of our chart. Sorry, the Chiron effect was, I interviewed, shout out to Lisa, a couple weeks ago, she talks about the Chiron and her book is called The Chiron Effect. But Chiron is a really cool placement as well and we'll get into all that in the future when I do have more discussions like these. Sticking to the moon discussion, here are some key terms before I really get in and give you guys a rundown of how it affects your sign and each sign. I'm going to mention terms like detriment. Detriment is not signifying that it is bad. It is, it is a bad placement. But what I'm saying is when I say something is a detriment, it is going to be a challenge. So if you have a detriment moon placement, it is going to be a challenge for you emotionally. Wherever that is, we will discuss that Further, but I just want to describe detriment as a term. So it means, again, the energy from the planet that is weakened in that sign and is more difficult to express the planet's energy. So that's what detriment means. There's another term for the second most. Um, it's called fall. So that is the second worst placement. So there's two bad placements and there's two good placements for each planet that it's ruled under. So pretty much if you have a placement so for instance, I am a Taurus, right? If my Venus was in Taurus, that would be considered a solid placement because Taurus is ruled by Venus and vice versa. So for Taurus is a bad placement for Venus. A detriment would be Venus in Scorpio because Scorpio is ruled by Mars slash Pluto, depending on what astrology you believe in. But that is just an example that I want you guys to run down. So those are going to be the key terms. So detriments and I'm just going to use detriments fall and I'm going to use just like this is an overall strength. So what I mean by strength is the planet it's ruled under so you feel most comfortable. So those are some key terms. I just want to give you guys a little rundown before we really get into this moon talk. And we're really going to have some fun on this podcast. I've been really looking forward to this. But just sticking with the moon, the day of the week the moon is ruled by is Monday. So that is a great day to describe the moon overall. So how do we feel on Mondays? We usually feel it's been a rough weekend or it's been a long weekend, of a lot of fun. Now we got to get back into work. We got to understand ourselves. So that way we are getting ourselves ready for the rest of the work week. So Monday is usually a... It's a rough time a little bit, depending on some people, but like I said, it helps us and helps us get ready for the rest of the week. So that is the, the day of the week in which the moon is ruled by. And like I said, cancer energy. So think of emotions, 
motherly nurturing, nurturing instinct in the unconscious mind. But without further ado, let's get started with the first six signs, Aries through Virgo, and how the moon affects each of those signs. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. All right, guys, let's get started with the first moon. So this moon is the Aries moon. So if you have a moon in Aries, Aries is a fire element, it's a cardinal, and it's ruled by Mars. So for each of these placements, I'm going to identify what planet it's ruled by, because depending on what planet it's ruled by will definitely bring out some of the characteristics. So Aries, since they're ruled by Mars and they're the first zodiac sign, Aries are very aggressive, assertive, it's like uh, it's sort of like a me first type of attitude, but they really are not scared to put themselves out there, take on challenges, take on new steps and to really be just themselves. Um, this is definitely a sign where they're very passionate. They take on projects very quickly and they don't really think about the consequences. They just do. Aries moon people can also be very blunt and honest when it comes to communicating. I actually know some some close people that are Aries moons and uh, they are some really cool people. They're definitely funny. They're definitely motivated. They definitely will bring up a lot. They will really get you motivated. Aries moon people, they know how to get people motivated to do stuff. Aries is a good overall quality for politicians, for for business people. So if you're in the business, you're going to see a lot of Aries energy because again, like you can't be scared to take risk. And that's what the Aries energy is overall because they're ruled by Mars. Mars is the planet of aggression, sexuality, um, assertiveness, all that stuff is fueled by Mars. If you think of Mars, you think of Mars as like a weapon of choice, like a blade. And Aries, they are not afraid to use that blade to get what they want to become successful. But with that Aries energy, they can tend to really get themselves into such crazy situations so quickly because they're not scared and they don't fear the consequences. My only challenge is to the Aries because my Aries moon people, since you guys are so passionate and you really love to take on challenges so quick, you really have to, at times, slow yourself down a little bit. So that way you guys can really just reground yourself because you you guys have that drive to succeed, but sometimes it can be very, you can act very impulsive and you can get into these highly intense situations that you really didn't really need to do but you just want to assert yourself and you want to put yourself out there so badly 
that sometimes consequences can happen. My Aries moon people, kings and queens, like you, like you guys are not scared to fight back. You guys, again, very boldness, just ready to assert yourself. Just learn to slow yourself down sometimes because we are all on our own journeys to become successful. So sometimes, and learn from those mistakes because there's sometimes there's going to be moments where you guys put yourself in these crazy situations because you guys are so much me first, me, me, me. And I want to put myself out there. I'm bold. I'm, I'm ready. This is what I want to do. And this is what's going on in your head and in your unconsciousness, because this is the energy where the moon, that's what the moon rules. You have to take time to slow yourself down a little bit. And when it comes to love, Aries, they love hard and fast, especially if it's in your moon sign because emotions rule your world in this particular situation. So just learn to slow down, take your time, and everything will be all right, Aries, moons. But other than that, Aries, again, they, they usually there's a lot of very successful people that are Aries, that have Aries moons. Some examples, Cardi B, Rihanna, Kendall Jenner, even though I, I even though I'm not a Kendall Jenner fan, she knows how to play the game. I will say she has one of the what the most followers on Instagram. So like these Aries moon people are very just determined and ready to become successful. That's just how they operate. All right. So now we go from the fiery me boldness of Aries to the chill and calm Taurus moon placement. So you guys know how I mentioned that there's there's certain placements that are strengths. Taurus and Cancer are strength placements in the moon. So what I mean by that is Taurus is, since they're ruled by Venus, the energy of Taurus matches well with the nurturing mother nature of the moon. So Taurus moon natives are very chill, down-to-earth people, very grounded, and they're very patient to make choices. And the thing, though, with Taurus is, is they also have the drive to become successful. So a lot of people think, oh, Tauruses are just lazy. They don't, they don't work hard. They don't do that. No, Tauruses are very, very hardworking. It's just with a Taurus, they're also very grounded. So they know what they want to do. And they know what makes them uncomfortable. They're very good at that. So if you have Taurus in your moon, you are very, Taurus moons are very sensual as well because Tauruses, they're ruled by by Venus. So Tauruses are very big on the senses. So sight, smells, taste, all that stuff. Taurus moons are going to love that. So usually Taurus moons actually have some really good singing voices um, because again, like they're very grounded. They're very sensual. Taurus moons always have a very calm presence about themselves. But the only thing I will say when it comes to Taurus moons is obviously stubbornness is an example because once a Taurus believes in something, especially with their moon, because this is where they process things emotionally, trying to get a Taurus to change their viewpoint it's going to be a challenge. So good luck, people. <laughs> but another thing I want to challenge Taurus is, which is the opposite of Aries. So Aries moon people put themselves out there, not scared to be uncomfortable. Let's go. Let's do this. Taurus moon people are very grounded. They take their time with things. 
And with that is great, but there's going to be moments throughout your life where you are going to need to put yourself out there. You are going to need to try something new. And if you don't do that, you might miss out on a lot of on a lot of opportunities coming your way. So my challenge for Taurus moons are is even though you are very grounded and you know what you want, take some chances in your life and step out of your comfort zone because you have a natural gift of being grounded. And especially if this is in your moon placement, you're going to really feel grounded. I've actually interviewed some people that have had Taurus moons and we have had some great conversations. The celebrity example I like that has a Taurus moon is the lovely Zendaya. So she is someone that has taken my advice, obviously, Taurus moon, always trying new things. Zendaya has done music. Zendaya has done acting. Zendaya has done a lot of things. And but she still has a very calm and groundness towards her. That is something that we all need. We all need to be grounded (laughs) in terms of like understanding ourselves. And that's something that Zendaya does very well. Next, we are going to go to the lovely Gemini moon. So you know how I mentioned that Taurus is very grounded and chill. Gemini's are definitely different when it comes to the moon sign. So Gemini energy in general, from from the start, Gemini's are very big on intellectual stimulation. So Gemini's will put themselves, they're not scared to put themselves out there unless they are learning new information and expanding their intelligence. Gemini moon. So now think of that's Gemini energy. Pretty much they they're very social and they want to learn as much information as possible, but can also be stone cold as well. Gemini's it's a dual sign. So that's what that that's like the common that's like the common like description. It's like you have two different personalities. You have a fun social personality. Then you also have a very cold and distant personality. So now that we describe Gemini energy and it's also ruled by the planet of Mercury forgot to add that guys the planet of mercury is gemini's ruling planet so mercury is the is the planet of communication and intellectual ability and all that stuff so gemini moons so if you think about it mercury planet of communication ruled by gemini gemini's they love to communicate they're very funny they're very witty they they always come up with cool catchphrases they can talk for hours and hours and hours. And for me, it's kind of funny because I, I have a lot of Taurus energy in my car, in my chart, but Gemini's, they can talk for hours and hours and hours for, whereas for me, I'll give you a good hour of conversation, but then I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> but yeah, so like, that's just an example of Gemini energy in general. So now that this is in your moon sign, like I said, It's that intellectual stimulation. So you need to constantly be stimulated. You can't get bored of people. So Gemini's, since they are air signs at the end of the day, all air signs have a problem with getting bored of getting bored with people because they just want to find intellectual conversations. They really want to to meet new people, meet new people that are very intelligent and that can really improve their minds. So like I said, Gemini's very good writers in this industry, very good speakers, because that's what that's the Gemini moon in general. So a challenge that I have for Gemini moons is even though you guys love to find so many 
so many new avenues and so much new information. My challenge for you guys is because the problem with Gemini's is, is that they want to learn so much information that they never really become true experts. The majority of Gemini's, they never truly become true experts into the information because they're so busy trying to learn different skills and different new information. So if you narrow your avenues just a little bit, so that way where you can study deeper and further into certain topics, then you can become really good experts and then add that to your conversation skills and add that to your wittiness and the motivation to learn about new information then that's when you have some very great Gemini moons. And this is a pretty good list just to have. So Barack Obama is a Gemini moon. 50 Cent is a Gemini moon. Jackie Chan, Jennifer Lawrence. So you think about all these people, very good speakers, very good communicators. And again, that need to know new information. Um, Hugh Jackman. I know I. it's kind of not fair. I know my Tauruses are like, well, you only said Zendaya for me. I mean, that's Zendaya, so. <laughs> but yeah, so that's an example of the Gemini moon and all that fun stuff. So now we go from the Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury, to now the Cancer sign, which is ruled by the moon. I will say that the moon in Cancer, this is where out of all the signs, I know I mentioned Taurus earlier where the moon will feel comfortable in, the moon will also feel its most comfort in cancer. And the reason for that is, is because again, the moon is ruled by cancer. It's the natural ruler of the sign. So since with great power comes great strength, but also great consequences. So even though cancer moons feel the most comfortable in understanding themselves emotionally and, and being able to read energy from others, they have to take the time to learn and understand their own emotions so then that way they're not projecting them onto people because since you have such a great ability to understand and read people's emotions, you can also use that ability for either good or bad. If you use it for bad, what does it lead to? Manipulation, all that stuff, emotional manipulation, everything, everything in the book that you can name because again, Cancer Moon's they understand emotions so well. But if you're able to understand your emotions and where they come from, Cancer Moons can be a very good, can be a very good maternal sign. What I mean by that is like very good caretakers, very good nurturers. They can really have the ability to really heal and help others. And they can have really good sense of intuition. That is that added water feel to it. A misconception when it comes to cancer moons, when people think of, oh, you have a cancer moon, you must be very emotional. Just because they, just because cancer moons can, is a water sign and its emotions rule their world, it doesn't mean that these people that have cancer moons want to express their emotions or they are very emotional from the outside. You got to remember, what's the symbol of cancer? It's a crab. So cancer moon natives will have a hard shell on the outside, but then deep down, they actually are very soft. So what I mean by hard shell is they will come off the people as not emotional. They kind of suppress and keep their emotions in. But once you get to know a Cancer Moon, then you get to really realize that they are actually very soft. That's what happens with a crab. Very hard shell on the outside, 
but in the inside, you have a very soft and smooth interior. So that is how I like to visually describe Cancer Moons. But just continuing, when it comes to when it comes to Cancer Moons, a challenge for Cancer Moons is because Cancer Moons and Cancers, like I said, they're natural caretakers. They have the ability to really help others, be there for others. But depending on the people that are around you in your circle, since Cancers, since Cancer Moon people have the ability to read others energies and feel other people's energies if they surround themselves with close-minded and terrible people they are going to fuel and feel off of that energy so my challenge for cancer moon natives is to really be aware and be smart of who are you take who do you want in your circle are these people helping you are they making you feel better about yourself like are they are they people that if you are if you do help they're not going to take advantage of you or are these people that are consistently taking advantage of you because cancer moons and any if you have cancer in any placement like i said cancer is ruled by the moon and the moon law is like the mother of the planets they want to take care they want to make sure that all the other planets are good and cancers are are similar to that where they will take care of people and with that can be great but it can also lead to problems so that is my challenge for for you guys that have cancer moons is to be aware of your own emotions understand your emotions and look at the people around you because depending on the people around you you will feed off of that energy some celebrity examples melissa mccarthy taylor swift Jack White, Colin Farrell, Elizabeth Olsen. So these are just some examples of the Cancer Moons for you guys. Now, now that I talked about the Cancer Moon, now let's get into the Leo Moon. So I'm going to first start with Leo Moons with this. I'm going to start with the positives. Leos are ruled by the sun. So the sun, Think we all know what the sun is. The sun shines bright. It has a a very exuberant energy about them. So Leo's, no matter what placement you have Leo in your chart, you are going to attract a lot of people because again, what is Leo ruled under? Leo is ruled under the sun. So the sun shines bright and every planet can see the sun. Every planet has a sun, you know, because they can see the sun. That's how it's so big and so bright. So the people that have Leo in their chart, they are naturally, people are naturally going to come to them. So that is a really good positive. So Leos are very, again, very exuberant, very great energy to be around, very goofy, like they're loyal to, even to a fault, like, and they're proud of it. Like they will ride to the end. And with that is some, there's some positives, but there's also some negatives when it comes to that. And Leo Moons, I can make the case, and you guys might call me crazy, but I've read a lot of books. I've listened to a lot of podcasts since I've been going away. I, Based off what everybody and what I've been hearing, Leo Moons tend to be more emotional than Cancer Moons. They just display it in different ways. So with a Leo Moon... There's a lot of positives to the Leo Moon, obviously, like I said. Very funny, very, very like exuberant, very confident with themselves. They want to be in the center in the spotlight. 
But because they want to be in the center of spotlight, there's going to be times where they're not going to be the center of a spotlight because that's what happens in life. You're not always going to be the center of attention everywhere you go and every people you meet. So what happens is with people that have Leo moons, even though although they are very creative and they have very great personalities, they go through these blocks where it's really struggling. It's struggling for them to have control, to feel like they fit in or to feel to feel like they feel like they're boxed in sometimes because because, again, like they want that that need to be the center of attention. So with that, when it comes to relationships, whether that's with friends, emotionally, all that stuff, Leo moons in particular, they tend to put the people that are around them on these pedestals and have some of these high expectations for their partner. And we we all should have high expectations for people. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say like we should not. But Leo moons tend to take that to an extreme And then what happens is when people don't meet those standards, Leo, the people that have Leo moon placements, they end up shutting down within themselves because they're like, well, if this person can't reach this pedestal, that's a reflection of myself. And then now all of a sudden I'm a terrible person. So then they end up start to self-destruct. So it can be as great and as passionate Leo moons can be. It's important for Leo moons to find ways to reground themselves and to find love within themselves so then that way they're not putting their partners or the people that they really care about on these very high pedestals and when they don't meet it it doesn't it does not affect them in a way where they shut down because they look at their friends and their people close to them as like reflections of themselves so if the people around them are not doing the right things and they're not being their best selves Leo moons will feed and fuel off of that energy. That is why I said that Leo moons, I can make a case that Leo moons are actually more emotional than cancer moons because of that. But again, oh, and and I feel bad for the Leo moons as well. And I feel bad for some of these moons as well, similar to Aries and like Gemini as well and, and stuff like that too. Cancer moons to an extent as well. Because again, like the this part like rules your emotions, you know, and to and especially for Leo Moons to put the people that are close to you on these pedestals can be a lot and it can be very draining. So if you know a Leo Moon, reach out to them. And this is another thing too before I wrap up Leo Moons. Leo Moons love words of affirmation. They love it. I'm currently dating a Leo Moon. <laughs> I text her good morning. Hello, beautiful. How are you doing? I either text that or I text some form of compliment and she absolutely loves it. If you Leo, Leo moons are very big on words of affirmation. If you can tell them so many nice things about them, they will love you. They will be proud of you and they will show you off. That is one of the things that is good about the Leo moon. But I feel bad for the Leos. Obviously, they're ruled by the sun. It's a fixed sign, so it can be difficult to change their mind. They can be very stubborn. Because again, they're very me-centric, but they're cool to be around, funny, goofy to be around, and just a wonderful time. So that is the Leo moon in a nutshell. I can really get deep, and I apologize if I describe about certain moons more than others. It's just because I realize an importance. 
So celebrities with a Leo Moon, you have Paul McCarthy, Julia Roberts, you have Tom Cruise, uh, Tracy Ellenis Ross, obviously you know her from her shows, Megan Fox. So these are all people that have very passionate, Bruno Mars, like very fiery, passionate personalities, but can, with that great passion, comes some problems. All right, and last but not least, before we take a quick little break, because it's been, I'm going to do six and six, the moon in Virgo. So, Virgo moon, so you go from this fiery, passionate moon to now this very analytical and logical-based moon in the Virgo. Virgo is ruled by Mercury, so similar to Gemini, Virgos, they love... They love to find new information, but they get attached to more of the details of the of the information. Virgo moons love facts, and they and they build their opinions and they build their ways of life based off of facts that prove their point. So, unlike Tauruses and Capricorns, though, Virgo moons, if you have a Virgo placement, if you argue with a Virgo. If you have facts to back up your claim, Virgos will change their mind very quicker quicker than the other Earth signs. Because Earth signs have a reputation, I notice, because Earth is all over my chart, of being very stubborn and stuck with their ways. So Virgos, out of all three of the Earth signs, have the ability to change their mind. That's because they're ruled by Mercury. And... When all, the, all you need, though, is you need facts to back up your claims. And then the Virgo moons will change their their ways. But Virgo moons, they find security in the little things in life. They feel most confident when, they're, when they've straightened out all of the details of everyday life. So they enjoy running errands, paying bills, balancing the books, taking care of the little things happy. Happily, that is something that Virgo moons, when they're working at their best, that's what they love. They're very good at daily day-to-day tasks. Kobe Bryant is an example of a as a, of a true Virgo to the T. Like he he loves the daily workouts that he does, and he loves all that stuff. So that's just an example, guys, of like how to Virgo moon. But since Virgo moons are very big on the details, what happens is. This is where anxiety and perfectionism fall. So for Virgo moons, I'm just going to be very blunt and honest. You guys need therapy. You guys need meditation because these things help reground and recenter yourself because Virgo moons are very big on so many details that it can lead to very anxious thoughts. So Virgo moons, some Virgo moons I have known and I've talked to, they're very big on they're very big on perfectionism. So what they want to do, they want it to be perfect. They want it to be good. They want it to be, they want it to be perfect. And what happens is when these little things aren't perfect, they tend to be like, well, now they tend to nitpick and be like, oh damn, well, if this ain't perfect, then I got to stop doing this and I got to stop doing that. Just put your project out there because nothing is going to be perfect in this world. That's, and that's one of the things when it comes to the Virgo moon, because their, their mind and their focus is so big on facts and analytics and logic that when it comes to emotions, they tend to suppress their emotions a little bit as long as they have facts to back up 
they're like the way why they are reacting the way that they're reacting. But like I said, anxiety, there's so much anxiety with people that have these moon placements because they're so focused on every little detail. So if you find ways to ground yourself and recenter yourself, then you can use that Mercury power for good and you can be able to be really good, really good educators and really good friends to people as well because you focus so much on the details and you pick up on details that a lot of people miss. So Virgos can be really good friends and they can also be really good teachers and educators and and just they can even be really good bosses too. But if they worry so much about the details, that leads to a lot of high anxiety. So my advice, get some meditation in your life, get some therapy in your life, and you guys will be okay. Um, some examples of the Virgo moon, Madonna, Samuel L. Jackson, Dolly Parton, John F. Kennedy, Betty White. So these are examples, again, Chris Hemsworth. These are examples, Lizzo. So these are some people that have like that Virgo moon placements, guys. That wraps up the moons from Aries all the way to Virgo. So if you guys are still sticking around, because I know it's it's been some time since I've talked about I've talked about all six signs. We're going to talk about Libra to Pisces next. So just stick around, guys, and I hope you guys are enjoying this wonderful moon discussion so far. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash and best of all, It's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. Hey guys, since you made it this far into the podcast, why not drop a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you guys listen to the podcast. And if you guys really like the podcast and really want to follow it, send it to a friend, family member, or anyone else that would really impact from listening to the podcast. Like I mentioned before, your subscriptions and your follows and everything would mean a lot to the podcast and help boost the podcast overall. So I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast and continue to enjoy your spiritual best friend. All right, guys, now let's get started with the Libra moon. So let's begin. So Libra moons, when you think of Libra energy in general, it's the balance scale. So these people need to have balance, harmony, and peace. So if you have this Libra energy in a moon sign, and for a side note, Libra is ruled by the planet of Venus. So Venus has this really just like calmness and 
patient energy, but also like a lot of people are attracted towards them. It's definitely very, there's some pros and cons to Venus energy, both Tauruses and Libra have it. Libras in particular, the Venus energy definitely rules, especially their moon sign, because emotionally they need that peace, harmony, and order. So these guys are, these people that have moon in Libra are very good at being negotiators because they like to see both sides of people's arguments, but they also, they feel safe and secure in a partnership. And the reason why I say that is because picture a balance scale. A balance scale requires two people in the scale to be even. You cannot have balance if you are the only person in the scale. So that is why Libras are constantly in a need for partnership. But the thing is, Libras hate when they get embarrassed in public or when that balance gets thrown off and when that harmony gets misplaced. So what happens is the second Libras are in a position where they get embarrassed in public or the person that they're with is embarrassing them or or, are not as balanced as they thought they would be, Libras are very quick to leave and move on from the situation because we got to remember Libras are still an air sign at the end of the day. So air signs are very aloof and they're very quick and they can be very cold when it comes to moving on and all that stuff as well. But like I said, Libras, because they want the perfect balance and harmony, they are very friendly, very social And because they want to understand everyone's side of you, they can attract a lot of people into their life. Because again, who want people want to be around people that are peaceful, that are that are harmonic, very, very kind. You know what I mean? They want to understand your viewpoint. So it's like and Libras are also very passive. They are not aggressive at all. They're very passive because again, it's like an air sign. They can be cold when they want to be. But it's in a very passive way. Libras are very quick. All right, let's move on. Because again, like they want, they crave that harmony. They crave that balance. Because again, like I said, it is that balance scale. So although they're not very competitive, Libra moons, when it comes to like, if you are in an argument with Libra moons, they will stick similar to Virgo's to like the founding rules that are placed. And if you break those rules, again, it's ruining that balance scale. So you don't want to ruin that balance scale for Libras or else they, you will hear their raft. (laughs) But like I said, they're very, Libras are very flirtatious. They're very cool to be around. They're very funny and social. They make really good friends. But when it comes to partnership, you have to be able to understand that they crave their balance. Since Libras are ruled by Venus, they really love the idea of art similar to Tauruses. Tauruses love art too, but Libras love art and they love the idea of romance and relationships. So if you can give that to a Libra, good for you, especially Libra moons. But if that balance gets thrown off again, like I said, we will it will lead to problems. My challenge to Libra moon placements is to ground yourself, one, and understand that sometimes things are going to be thrown off balance. That's just how life is going to be. And assert yourself more. Instead of leaving situations 
and acting very indirect with the way how you process things, assert yourself, stand up for yourself if you have to, and being being able to assert yourself in a conversation, especially in a relationship. Because again, not every the peace and harmony is not always going to be there. So you got to learn to get yourself out of there and be direct about it. So that is my Libra moon, folks. Now the Scorpio moon. So you know how in the last, the first part of the podcast, we talked about the two signs that are, this is a strength. Scorpio is one of those first placements where this is a, I wouldn't say, I would say a detriment for Scorpios. So think about the moon in general. The moon is ruled. It's a, it's just nature instinct. You know, it's 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 where emotions rule. Scorpios, since they're ruled, depending on what astrology you love to read and, and really learn, they're either ruled by Pluto or Mars, depending on what astrology you like to believe in. Some people they don't believe Pluto's a planet. Some people do. So I just I always mention the both just for fun, but. Since Scorpios are ruled in Moon or in Mars, sorry, since Mars rules Scorpio, Scorpios are very assertive, very emotionally intense people. So Scorpios are the type of people that'll sit at the end of the room and observe everything. And they're observing stuff just for the sake of it and just for fuel. So that way they can throw it in your face if you lie behind their back, manipulate them. Because especially Scorpios are ruled a lot of death energy is a lot of is is around Scorpios a lot. So you go from this like sunshine and rainbows of Libra that loves perfect harmony to Scorpio energy, which is like emotional transformation, transformation, uh, just like intensity, very a lot of manipulation tends to happen here. Because when Scorpios fall hard, especially if you have a Scorpio moon, because you got to remember, if you have a Scorpio moon, this energy is how you process things emotionally. So Scorpios, they love to know so much information about other people. But when it comes to talking about their own stuff and their own emotions, they don't tell anybody anything. These people are very secret and they're very private in their life you don't know what the heck is going to go down with Scorpio energy because they keep everything so private and they hate speaking up on things but when they do speak it's very intense it's very emotionally intense and it can be a lot at times so for Scorpio moons similar to Cancer moons because when Scorpios when they when they feel something they feel it hard Because again, it's this emotional intensity. So my advice to Scorpio moon placements is to, oh yeah, sorry, and I totally forgot about Libra celebrities. I completely apologize, guys, but I'll get to that once I'm done describing my advice for Scorpio moons. My advice to Scorpio moons is to, you got to really be smart in the people. Well, one, go get some therapy and process your trauma and process why do you feel like you have to suppress your emotions and why do you have to like keep all your emotions inside and you struggle with talking about it to people that's one so you need to go to therapy and work on that but two when it comes to 
the people that you surround yourself with. You really need to surround yourself with people that can allow you to express yourself emotionally and allow you to really like be open in like your private life. Because what happens is Scorpios, when they fall, they fall hard. And if they fall into the wrong hands, these people can really manipulate them and put them in a lot of just crazy situations. And you already have a Scorpio that naturally does not trust people, but you put them in relationships where they get manipulated. Now they're really not going to tell you anything about their private life. So my challenge for Scorpio moons is for one to get therapy and help process your emotions. Um, but also understand your own strengths and weaknesses and understand your emotional intensity and how that can be portrayed on others. These are very important things, again. But Scorpio moons, they can be very loyal and very protective partners to be around. These are people, when they ride, they ride hard. Very similar to Leo energy as well, where it's like, this is my partner. This is my fish. Don't touch my fish. So like Scorpio moons... Even though this can be a detriment and a challenge for you guys, when especially when it comes to emotions, but if you guys open up and surround yourself with the with people that you can trust, that and also go to therapy and put in the work, you guys will be great. So since I forgot to do Libra moons, I apologize, celebrities. Um, here's some examples of some Libra moon celebrities, and then I'll get right into Scorpio moon celebrities. Nicholas Cage, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Walt Disney, uh, Bruce uh, Springsteen. These are some examples of people that have moons in Libra. And for Scorpios, you have Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Snoop Dogg, uh, Miley Cyrus, Jimmy Fallon, Jennifer Lopez, Katy Perry. So these guys all have Scorpio moons. So Scorpio energy is definitely can be a little bit crazy at times. But like I said, emotional intensity Find the right people, and you guys will be great. Extremely loyal and great people to be around, I will say. I, I like my Scorpio people. I appreciate you guys, even though you guys tend to get a bad rap. I don't understand it. All right, so now, Moon in Sagittarius. So now we go from the intense Mars-ruled energy to the Jupiter-ruled Sagittarius. So Jupiter is the planet of luck, good fortune, so, of course, if your sign is so lucky and has really good fortune, you are going to be very optimistic about life. And that is pretty much the Sagittarius energy in like a quick little summary. So, if you have your moon in Sagittarius, and actually a couple of my younger siblings have moons in Sag, they're very free-spirited, free-minded people. So, these are the type of people you need to let them do whatever it is that they need to do. So that way they feel free and independent. These people love to travel. They are going to really tack on things hands-on because at the end of the day, they are a free spirit. If they feel boxed in and caged in, you will see a lot of ugliness. Another thing when it comes to Sagittarius moons are they're very blunt and they're very honest with their communication. Sometimes, though, that bluntness can can lead to problems similar to Aries where... You can, you can, the way how you communicate things can be, can be received as aggressive or taken the wrong way. Um, But if they learn to communicate in a healthy way, in a more patient way, Sagittarius's are very smart and very intelligent. 
But similar to Gemini's, Sagittarius's, they love, again, they're free-spirited. They want to learn as much information as possible. But with that, though, Sagittarius's, they definitely have a problem, especially Sagittarius moons. They take on a lot of projects and start a lot of great things, but they never finish them. So if they have people in their corner that push them to finish those projects, then you got yourself a really good Sagittarius mindset again. But since it's ruled by Jupiter, again, good luck and good fortune, of course you're going to be very optimistic because a lot of stuff is handed to you. Or like you have a lot of good luck handed your way. Not stuff handed to you, but you have a lot of good luck coming your way. So Sagittarius is a very good, it's kind of one of these placements, especially for the moon, where it's like you have good luck and fortune, but you can be very self-destructive because again, if you feel caged in or you don't feel, you don't, you don't put your you don't have avenues and outlets where you where you can really like find freedom whether that's mental or physical you need to have an outlet if you don't have that you are going to shut down like crazy um, but like I said Sagittarius is they love open spaces that in all their homes a roomy bright environment there's a lot of a teacher in there's a there's a big teacher inside of Sagittarius is because obviously they're the philosopher so it's, it's meant to be a very helpful spirit. So getting Sagittarius will be really good teachers. So maybe getting into that as well. Join some Virgos and become really good teachers. Um, but like I said, in general, they're very free-minded and free-spirited. Do not try and tell a Sagittarius moon what to do. They are meant to be their own spirit. And that can definitely lead to some problems because some people they love, they want to be around their partner a lot. Sagittarius is they need their space. It's nothing personal. They just need their space. Nothing wrong with that. All right. So you go from the lucky Jupiter run Sagittarius to the unlucky, unfortunate Capricorn that is ruled by Saturn. So let's get started with Cap. Oh, wait, my fault. Sorry. Before I get into Capricorn. Some Sagittarius celebrities, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> sorry, um, Adele is a Sagittarius moon, Hillary Duff, you have Sharon Stone, you have FKA Twigs, she was born 1988, yeah, sorry, I was just looking, Tommy Lee, Kristen Davis, Kate Palmer, so these are just examples of, sag- of celebrities that have Sagittarius moons, very free-spirited and all that stuff, so Capricorns. Since Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, what this means is Capricorns are very built on hard work. So this is the most detriment moon placement out of all the signs because the moon is ruled by, by obviously nurturing and that motherly instinct, you know, caretake and understand ourselves emotionally. Capricorns are the least or one of the least emotional signs out of all of the zodiac. So if you have a placement in a Capricorn moon, you are really going to struggle with processing emotions and being able to be emotionally available for people. I, my friends, have a Capricorn moon. Yes, the host. I have a Capricorn moon, and this is something that I have always struggled with just processing things emotionally and being able to be emotionally available to people. 
since Saturn is the planet of hard work, dedication, no luckiness, like it's pretty much like father time of the planets, Capricorns really feel that. So they really suppress their emotions either through more work, more dedication, more projects, whatever it is to suppress their emotions, Capricorn moons would love to do. But if a Capricorn moon learns to tap into their emotional well-being as well as being hardworking, these guys are hard workers. So if they're able to tap into their emotions and really get a passion for it, these guys can be really transformative because they know what it takes to work hard to get what you need to get. So although Capricorns may have the most time when dealing with emotions, if you have a Capricorn moon placement, once a Capricorn does speak, it's very, if you have a Capricorn moon, once they do speak, it is very vitally important for you to listen to them because, yes, they are very, when they speak, it's very important. Another thing to add, once a Capricorn moon falls in love, they can be very possessive of their partner and there's definitely going to be a lot of mood swings and dark emotions when it comes to that. Because Capricorns, they work so hard in what they do and especially with their emotions, if they open up to you and they've put in so much work emotionally and you take that and you don't take it seriously and you leave, Capricorns are going to feel like it's a waste of time. Because again, you got to look at what Capricorns are, are what they, what is running through their mind. Their time, effort, money is what's important to Capricorns. So if they invest so much time into somebody and then that time gets wasted, then they feel like they just wasted so much time and so much, so much work and effort. So it's important to listen to when Capricorn moons are speaking. And my challenge for Capricorn moons is to work on yourself emotionally, to go into therapy, process your emotions, and to be able to be emotionally vulnerable with close friends, families, or anyone close in your life. Because if you learn to trust them and you can open up and be close to them, then you will feel more, then you'll feel more emotionally available and emotionally understanding. And then you're able to grow and put in your hard work into it because once a Capricorn moon has their emotions down pat, their hard work and drive will help them succeed. An example of Capricorn moons, just to throw it out there, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Courtney Kardashian, Matt Damon, Tarji P. Henson, um, Johnny Depp, Kate Hutchinson, Chris Tucker, um, Eric Andre. Yeah, so these are just examples of people of Capricorn moons that were able to overcome that and understand and learn about themselves emotionally. All right. So now let's get into Aquarius moon. So if you have, if you know somebody that has Aquarius moon, do not take them personally. Aquarius energy in general, Aquarius is also ruled by Saturn, um, which is very similar to Capricorn. But the difference between the two signs is Capricorn moons will suppress their emotions Aquarius moons will express their emotions, but they generally just do not care about emotions in general. So if you ask them, like, how are you feeling? Like, they'll tell you how they feel, but it's in a very logical manner and a very just like practical manner. 
And if you are expressing yourselves emotionally to them, they're going to be like, well, why can't you just explain your emotions in a more logical way? Aquarius energy is more of a collective energy instead of an individual type of energy. So that's why Aquarius moons are very just, it's weird energy. Like pretty much if you're going to date an Aquarius moon, you guys both need to be doing something that's humanitarian and good for the common good. Because that's one of the things Aquarius is they love. They want to help people as a collective. They want to do things that are inspiring and future oriented that can help the common good and the common society. These are the people that view things very collectively. And when it comes to one-on-ones, these people are not good one-on-ones. Do not expect very much when dating an Aquarius moon. Now, if you guys are both working on the common good, you might get some good things out of them. But these people are just not really emotional people. And that is okay. Some signs, like we've already talked about, are very emotional that you can find. But there's some signs that are just not. And unless you're doing some humanitarian good work or you're doing stuff that's for the common good like Aquariuses usually are, then, yeah, there's nothing wrong if you have an Aquarius moon placement it's just you guys are just like Aquarius moons. They care about their friends. They really do. Like they're able to detect things even before a person even realize, even before that person realizes it because that's how much they care. Like they'll give you advice and it's up to you to take it or not. <laughs> that's pretty much their energy. It's definitely a very just, just like a weird spot because also moon and Aquarius people like, they grew up feeling different. It, it's like a double, it's it's like a thing where it's like they can be very cold and distant, but if their partner is very cold and distant, they get upset and they feel some type of way. Um, so, so yeah, like it's just, it's a very just weird energy. It's kind of hard to describe, but just pretty much Aquarius, if you have an Aquarius moon, you want to really help the common good. You think more of a group or a team instead of a person individually. So that's just in it. Humanitarian energy is very important in these placements. So here's an example of some Aquarius moons. Britney Spears, John Lennon, Muhammad Ali, Sean Mendez, Marilyn Monroe, Carrie Underwood, Denzel Washington, Chance the Rapper. So all these guys have pretty much have done some things for the common good and they just move differently. That's all. And last but not least, to wrap up all of the moon talk, thank you guys for being patient with me, moon in Pisces. So, Pisces, good old Pisces. Where do I even begin when it comes to Pisces energy? Man, first, I'm going to start with Pisces. It's ruled by Neptune. The element is water. Obviously, it's it's a fish and, and all that stuff as well. This is an example, Pisces energy, it's very creative-based energy. Since it's ruled by Neptune, there's a very like dreamy presence with Pisces energy. So these are the type of people that have really like they they have a very they have a very big sense of imagination. They're very creative and they're also very emotionally in tune. But the problem is with Pisces energy, and especially if you have a Pisces moon, you're going to be in this constant state of just confusion 
where you don't really know what really is reality because you dream and you're in your head so much that and when it comes to the real world, you kind of just sit and you observe everything and you're kind of just like sponges. So then what happens is you have this dream world or the spiritual aspect in Pisces energy clashing with real world and other people's dynamics. So then what you have is you have a very confused and indecisive individual. And my challenge for Pisces moon, similar to Cancer, Scorpio, Capricorn, moons that really, you have to really understand your emotions and where they stem from and ground yourself. If you're able to ground yourself and understand your emotions, then you can put your creativity and your dreams and your imagination into work and into passions. Because if you do that, then you'll start to understand your direction in life and then you'll be able to be able to become your best selves. So Pisces moons, it's it's definitely with great power comes great strength because again, intuition is very important and Pisces moons can be very sweet. But these people, again, it's not like real world savvy. They're kind of just in their own world. So they'll get into these crazy situations where they're having like love affairs or they're having like just these like Hollywood scripted stuff when it's that's not real life that's just not how it is so my challenge for Pisces is to real really ground yourself and to understand the difference between your dreams and real world but also really tap into your creativity because Pisces have a very powerful creative and intuitive sign so it's very interesting to think about but yeah so that wraps up all of the moons it's been a lot of great conversation. Hopefully you guys are able to learn some new things and have and have just wonderful conversation. Um, how to find your moon sign like I do on all my podcasts, Cafe Astrology, birthday, birth time, year, where you were born, and bam, there you go. But like always, guys, check out the podcast for more stuff. Spotify, hit that follow and subscribe button if you guys want to hear more. And message me if you're curious to know more about astrology and what more astrology co- content. Um, this has definitely been very fun and and uh, it's definitely been, it's been great. Um, but I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Stay safe, everybody. And this is Josh signing off.